0: Welcome once again uh, to this videocast on the Creator and the Created and we will be speaking today about or continue speaking about the attributes of God, the attribute of perfection. When explaining the attributes of God, one can get the sense that we're just stirring the pot in the opposite direction because God's attributes, after all, are so interrelated with each other. Similar arguments serve as a foundation for one or for another aspect of God, what God is. I said before, our human mind, in trying to understand God, is incapable of doing so in one intu- intuitive and comprehensive act. Human intellect, when facing the simplicity of God, must make distinctions in God. These differences do not exist in Him, but only in the mind of the man who is trying to find out who and what God is. Man, as intellect, is weak. It cannot penetrate the effulgent brightness of who God is. cannot be directly seen by man's weak intellect. And he needs these logical, these virtual distinctions to make something out in the light. St. Thomas Aquinas states that after speaking of God's simplicity, After saying what God is not, one must speak of God's perfection. Something is perfect in as much as it is, as it has or is being. In our experience, the intellect of a healthy adult is more perfect than that of a newborn child. The sign of this is that an adult can speak, an adult can understand language and mathematics. He can reflect about himself, about his situation in the world. He can act accordingly by planning, by building, by finding solutions to problems. And the newborn baby, even if it naturally has the intellectual faculty to understand, And to do all that an adult can do at that certain point, he is unable, he is imperfect. He has not arrived at that perfection of being, Mm. at least physically. Between the intellectual ability of a man and an animal, let's say a lion, a lion's sensitive intelligence, there is a great and enormous difference. Man's perfection in his understanding, his intellect, makes him not just the king of the jungle, but of the material world. Between an animal and a plant, there is a great difference of perfection. Not only in ability, but in being. There is a difference of ability because of the difference in the perfection of being, in how something is the act of any creature follows necessary, necessarily the creature's perfection in being. Agere, sequitur esse, the scholastic-like saying, to act or to do, follows to be. The difference between a plant and a mineral is even greater. We do not just perceive this, From what a plant achieves, or that it is a living being, but the perfection of being is so much inferior in what is material that we cannot distinguish even an individual in a rock, in any rock. If we split a rock, you get two rocks, and so on. If you split a plant, an animal, or a human being in two all you get is a sticky or bloody mess. There is in nature, in creation, a natural hierarchy of being, according to their perfection, according to how much they are. Perfections in creatures exist at different levels. They can be perfections in the material aspect, in their bodies. Some humans are more athletic than others, Some are more beautiful than others. They can be more perfect in their spiritual faculties. Some are more intelligent. Some are more virtuous than others. They can be more perfect in their natures. Animals are superior to plants and minerals. And human beings are superior to the rest of creation, except for angels, where man is dwarfed. In general, one can say, the greater the act of being, the greater is the nature. Not really the other way around, because essences do not exist by themselves. It is being that gives them perfection. Now, when we speak of the perfections in God... They are not outside his essential being. They are not necessary accessories or accidents. They are his being. God is at the origin of all perfections as universal cause of all being. These perfections of being come first from the first cause of being and thus in some way They must be present in God, because God is a cause. God caused them into being, and you can't get something from nothing. These perfections must exist in God in an absolute manner, identical to his divine essence. There are no parts in God. He is simple. We've seen that already. So God must be pure and absolute perfection. Perfection. And all these perfections must exist in God, but in an eminent way. In a way which goes beyond the perfections in nature. Perfections like our spiritual understanding and our free will come from God. But in God, they are himself. And thus his intellect and will are radically unlike ours, and yet our intellect and will are like His. Our perfections are limited, His are unlimited, and are identifiable to His divine essence. They exist in an eminent way. Even with analogy tethering together the perfections between creator and creature, God remains and will always remain a mystery we have no direct experience of God's perfection, of how God is perfect. So with the attribute of simplicity, we have seen that what God is, not. And with the attribute of perfection, we see that God is not perfect like we are perfect, but is perfection itself. To be perfect, as our Heavenly Father is perfect, is impossible naturally without grace. It is of the Christian, it is of him who has been baptized that this perfection is a call and is an obligation because it is a possibility thanks to the grace. The perfection of being that God is perfect will open up directly to the question of God's goodness, for St. Thomas says at the beginning of this question on God's perfection, whatever is perfect is said to be good according to this perfection. This however, must be left to the next videocast, which will be next Monday at 4 p.m. Thank you for watching.